time my June's guest had collected not one but four Cleveland medals at the Guild, the Manx Music Festival, she sort of said, I'll leave it there. Um, But far from resting on laurels, she's gone on to more and more wonderful things, and we're going to explore the wonderful life and voice of Mandy Griffin. Mandy, welcome to My Tunes. Hello, Mark. It's lovely to be here with you. Well, it's lovely to have you here, and we should say straight away congratulations on taking over as musical director of the Isle of Man Choral Society. Thank you. Yes, it was a big change for me, really. I suppose I took over in October 2021 now, and we're currently rehearsing for my first performance as musical director with the choir. I've sang as a soloist with them many times, but we're rehearsing for our, our big concert in April at the Villa Marina. Oh, well, we'll talk a lot more about that later on in the week. But it's just just brilliant. And what a wonderful time to take the helm uh, with optimism as opposed to doom and gloom and COVID. It has. I mean, it hasn't been without its challenges. The Choral Society itself had a number of concerts postponed. And when I took over... We started rehearsing, everything was great, and then case numbers went up again. And we had a few little wobbles where people weren't sure about coming to rehearsals, whether we should carry on rehearsing. But now we're moving forward, we're rehearsing together, and we're building momentum. And like you say, the the optimism is back, which is fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Now, I need to clarify something, because you are a mezzo-soprano. I am indeed. Vocally. I know about sopranos and altos, and I should know more about mezzo-sopranos. Just to, how do you get put into that band? Well, some say it's different things. Some say it's more of a personal choice. The mezzo-sopranos do have the high notes of sopranos, but it's where you're more comfortable living. And I was always more comfortable living slightly lower in the register. I can hit a high note occasionally, but I don't like to live up there. So I think it's somewhere between contralto somewhere between contralto and soprano and it's perhaps a slightly broader sound than uh, a soprano might have um, we, we sort of lie most comfortably bang in the middle of the stave really so not quite down as low as the altos not as high as the sopranos we're the sort of the bridesmaids really of the, <laughs> of wow. the, the voice <laughs> you say that but you have got one of the most loved voices on the other man no, oh, no. I don't know about that. Well, I, I mean, do. Uh, I do. Well, let's start now, though, going back in time. Peel Cloth Workers School. Peel Cloth Workers School, absolutely. Singing as a little girl? I did, yes. Yeah, I, I, I sang at Peel Cloth Workers School. I was very lucky there to have uh, a great music teacher called uh, Miss Clegg, who I suppose spotted me. I don't know if that's the right word. She, she used to make everyone sing, and I was kind of picked out early on to, to take part in the guild. But before that, my, my mother was a great, great lover of musical theatre. So we always had records, as it was there, playing around the house. And I remember at the age of four going to the Gaiety Theatre for the very first time. And really, it was an experience which is so vivid now in my mind. I think it changed my life, course, completely, because that was the moment I decided I wanted to be up there and I wanted to be doing that myself. And you knew I knew, yeah, I yeah. knew, I just thought it was, I thought it was real. Um, the production was Carousel, and I can't remember if it was Douglas Choral Union or Manx Operatic Society. It was one of the two, I think it was the Manx Operatic Society. But I thought everything that was taking place on stage was real. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. From the moment it started, I was absolutely transfixed. Um, and yeah, from that moment, I, I, I just thought when, when my mum explained to me that no, these were people playing these parts, I just thought I wanted to be up there doing that as well. 
And it it sort of built and built because you did take part in the Guild as a youngster. Mm. And I was surprised. I just assumed you'd picked up a Sheffield plate or two along the way, but it didn't happen at that stage. Didn't happen. My first Guild, I think I entered the six and under nine girls solo, sang Mrs. Jenny Wren, and it, it went very well. I didn't know what it was, didn't understand anything about it, but it went very well. And, and I got 87 marks, and I think I came fourth out of 90 people singing Mrs. Jenny Wren. Um, and I, I thought it was great. Then the next year, the sort of expectation from the school side of things was that I was going to do very well again and suddenly nerves took over and throughout sort of my my guild childhood years as it were I was so nervous I'd I'd just get up and it would be a complete disaster and I'd forget words and my voice would shake so much because I was so nervous and yeah never really Uh, I think I did come first in the girls solo 16 and under 18 one year that that was sort of a a big achievement but uh, but there was something about the guild which sort of I don't know, it's got it's got its grip on me and I, I sort of never let go. <laughs> and later on, my goodness me, well you you took it by the horns, oh, I well. would say. <laughs> we'll talk about your development as a singer tomorrow, but let's go back to that magical moment, you in the gaiety and the show Carousel. Mm. Obviously, we've got to have a track from it. Got to have a track from it. So the, there were a number of tracks in Carousel that I think I could have selected, but I've gone for perhaps the best known, which is You'll Never Walk Alone. It's such a stirring song, such an emotional song, and it, it comes at a few points in the show, um, but but I love singing it now. Actually, it's, it's very difficult to sing, but I do enjoy singing it. And it takes me back to that time when I was four years old and the most incredible thing I'd ever seen in my life was taking place in front of me. When you walk through a storm, keep your chin up high. And don't be afraid of the dark at the end of the storm is a
this week on MyTunes, we are firmly in the realms of singing with a mezzo-soprano who most of you would have seen at some stage performing on the Isle of Man right here. Mandy Griffin is my guest all this week. And to make it even more exciting, the brand new, well, relatively new, musical director of the Isle of Man Choral Society. We talked about young Mandy, mm-hmm. but then you went away not once but twice to really hone your skill as a singer. It was Liverpool first and then Durham, is that right? Liverpool and, and Durham, yes. Well, Actually, when I first left school, when I was 18, uh, I, I went to a course which was run through the Welsh College of Music and Drama, and that was more of an acting course. In those days, I wanted to, I wanted to be an actress. Oh, yes. And Shakespeare was really my thing that I was really passionate about. But for various reasons, I, I lived with my grandmother, and when I came home at Christmas time, she wasn't so well, so I, I stayed back. But when I was there, I'd hear the music students practising, the singers, the orchestra... And really, that was where my heart was was being pulled, I think, towards the music side of things. So I had a few years out uh, looking after my grandmother. And then when I went back, I decided that I couldn't really pick between the music and drama side of things. So the course at, uh, at Liverpool, which was at, at Liverpool Hope, you could do music and drama. And that's what I did. So music and drama there. Then when I finished that, uh, I had a period of traveling the world I suppose I was very lucky so I headed off to Australia and New Zealand lived in New Zealand I have an auntie in New Zealand so I lived with her for a while and came back via sort of Southeast Asia uh, China through Mongolia and Russia so it took me about a year to work my way back and then went to Durham University to do a, a master's and a PhD and um, whilst I was there um, doing lots of lots of singing, there was so much opportunity in all of those places to, to do lots of singing, instrumental playing as well. I played the, the oboe then back in the day. And it was just just a fantastic time. All of my 20s, I think so lucky, were spent either in education or travelling the world until I arrived back on the island, I think, when I was 29. And I've been here ever since. I was going to say, you came back relatively late, really, 29. Mm. It wasn't like a quick uh, away to uni and back. Did you know all the time you were away, you were coming back? Oh, no. It's one of those strange things where, where life happens to you. So I was just coming back for a little bit to earn a bit of money. And then my plan was that I'd uh, start auditioning for sort of opera jobs, that, that that sort of thing, seeing where those things would go to. And not long after I'd been back, I broke my leg quite badly. And that sort of put me out of action for about a year and a half to sort of get back on my feet and get walking and, and get moving again. And... I just think in that time I'd settled back into island life a little bit. Um, I'd started to get involved in shows here. I'd started to get involved in the Guild. I'd started to do a little bit of teaching. And also I had a really good day job at the time, which was working at the Courts of Justice with some really great colleagues. And suddenly the the desire to to, to head across again wasn't there in the same way. Uh, I, I sort of was feeling really content and happy and at home here. I think I can speak for everyone and say thank you for staying. Oh. <laughs> because, because you have given so many glorious performances here in the Isle of Man and a welcome return it was. Let's have today's track. What's it going to be, mm, man? Well, two reasons for this track, really. I have been a lifelong ABBA fan from, again, when I when I was a small child. And uh, when I was an undergraduate in Liverpool, there were a group of us who were obsessed with ABBA 
But more recently, I have a little dog in my life who I just adore. He's a rescue dog from Spain. He's called Fernando. And so, of course, the track I'm going to choose by ABBA is Fernando. If I had to do the same again 
all this week. My guest on my tunes is the wonderful mezzo-soprano Mandy Griffin. Mandy, thank you for being here. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be here. And as we said yesterday, thank you for coming back to the Isle of Man when it could have been... You could have just gone and we'd never seen you. Well, I think, and I'm sure I'm not alone in, in Manx musicians saying this, I think it's great to have had time away from the island and I think probably everyone should have some time away from the island. But musically and in the arts in general, the island is so rich. It offers so much. And I think all of us who kind of come back and perhaps aren't thinking we will stay and then end up staying it's because we get so much opportunity here to be involved in so many fantastic things and so many different genres of music different styles and I don't know anywhere else where that same opportunity would be afforded well it's a wild place it's a wonderful place (laughs) and it's a very beautiful place you have a huge show coming up in April as musical director of the Isle of Man Choral society i'd like if we could just to give a taste of what's to Mm. come so if you could introduce this bit for us this is what's coming in april this is this is the lacrimosa from the mozart requiem which we will be performing on april the third at the villa marina three o'clock tickets are available now it's going to be a fantastic show
It's going to be a great event. Really is exciting. We've got... Um, I think about 100 people singing in the choir. The Isle of Man Symphony Orchestra are playing as well. We're not just doing the Mozart Requiem, which is perhaps well-known to people. It's a well-known choral piece, so people will know that. We're also doing a lesser-known Weber Mass setting, the Jubel Mass, which is very uplifting, very joyous. It was written to celebrate uh, a wedding occasion. So so we have the two, two things going on there. And... The sound that the choir make, we were rehearsing yesterday, it's really coming along. It's so fantastic, that that number of voices all singing together. And the symphony orchestra are always great. It is something quite remarkable, singing in a big choir with people who know what they're doing. And I think, you know, you've got these people, but anybody going to an event like this in April, they may not be aware of the rehearsal and the time that it takes to put something like this together. I think that's right. We started rehearsing for this in October, which was a bit late for us. Uh, Carmina Burana, which the Choral Society did in September, was due to have actually happened in March 2020. But as we know, events took a different turn from then. So, but we've been rehearsing since October. The members are practising away in their homes. At least I hope they're practising away in their (laughs) homes between rehearsals. We've started having extra rehearsals now, but it's it's quite an undertaking. And it's very interesting for me to be approaching it from, from this different side to be encouraging and helping the choir members to learn their parts and, and to help them bring it together as a whole. Because you've been teaching individuals for a long time. Mm, I have. I think I started first when I was an undergraduate. Yeah. And I've been doing it full time uh, on the island now for about 10 years. Yeah. And before that, I did it alongside my day job, as it were. So, yeah, it, it's it's different working with a group of people. And I, I work with another choir, the Isle of Man Government Staff Choir, which I absolutely love. And I've been working with them for about five years. David Holland and I do it together. But this is a different style of music and it's more people and the government choir, it's really a fun health and well-being choir. Whereas this, we we want it to be fun, but we've got to get it right because audiences are paying to come and see us and there's an expectation and there's a standard there. So big change for me. Certainly. Let's have today's piece of music. When I saw Barry Manilow's mm. name popping up on the maybe list, I thought she's not going to play Mandy. <laughs> we, can, we could. We could play it all day, but we're not choosing Mandy. We are not choosing Mandy. I thought that would be that would be too <laughs> obvious to go with that. But um, we're going to uh, have a look at another of uh, Barry's well-known songs, which is Weekend in New England. I just think it's such a great track. It tells such a great story from start to finish. And uh, I, I think Barry's... I know people think Barry Manilow is a bit cheesy. I happen to absolutely love him. And I think this song is a really good example of his style and his skill.
on my tunes this week, we have got a voice, a beautiful voice, who has won the Cleveland Medal at the Guild, not once, but four times, and then thought, well, I'd better leave it to somebody else. So in 2014, my guest, Mandy Griffin, you sort of said, I won't compete anymore. I did. In in the Cleveland side in the of Cleveland, things, yeah. anyway. I, I, I've done some classes since. I think I've done musical theatre and duets and opera. But I just decided that that was kind of enough from, from where that was. I, I think for sort of shows, it wasn't a fluke. Um, but it was great to do. And it was a sort of lifelong... In fact, it stems back to my very first time taking part in the Guild. That when I was walking out with my mum, they were getting ready for the Cleveland night competition. And I'd asked her what was happening and she'd explained. And I'd sort of said to her, do you think I'll win one one day? And she was just laughing at me. Um, And unfortunately, my mum died when I was 14. So she never got to see this sort of come to fruition. But I I owe her a great deal for nurturing my my early love of singing. And I I, I think I wanted to get one for her as much as me, actually, uh, along the way. So it was it was great. And I think for a Manx singer. Amongst classical singer, it's it's nice to have. Nice to have. Well, four. One is amazing. Four is just out of incredible, incredible success at the Guild. I want to talk to you about genres of music because there must have been a time, I'm thinking, when you were away, maybe at Liverpool or Durham or just travelling, you were singing other styles as well as just the, the, the classical uh, genre that we know so well for you. Were you tempted to move in other directions? I'm always tempted. (laughs) And I think now, as I'm getting a little bit older, even more so, actually, always I've had a great love of musical theatre. And I also really love um, lots of sort of contemporary styles of singing, folk styles of singing. But the thing that people sort of uh, pay me to do and have wanted me to do has always been the classical side of it. So I suppose that's that's sort of, I know that's my bread and butter, as it were. But at home, I'm always experimenting away. And I think as I'm getting a bit older now, I mean, it's harder to, I am finding it harder to maintain that classical sound, whether it's because I'm doing more teaching now and my voice is tireder or whether it's just age. I'm not sure. But I'm really enjoying exploring other things that my voice seems to be wanting to do now. And so sort of lower end jazz repertoire is, is something that I'm having a bit of a look into and a, a, a dabble into. And I've not I've not yet gone public with it, but maybe maybe I will one I'd day soon. I'd love to see that because anything I've seen you do, your performance skills are so high as well as your beautiful voice. Because you just look amazing when you're throwing yourself into a song. And I can see jazz. Well, we'll watch this space. Yes. Let's see, let's see. <laughs> very, very exciting. When you went through the songs with me and you said uh, you fancy the Joni Mitchell song and you told me what it was, I was absolutely chilled because I only recently played it on the programme having seen it used, first of all, in Love Actually, and then it was the closing part of the final uh, bit of Afterlife, Mm. the final series closing denouement, sort of bringing it all together. I'm not going to spoil it. If you haven't seen it, I'll I'll shut up. But what a wonderful song, an amazing version you've chosen. Really incredible version. I'm a huge Joni Mitchell fan, and I love that there are... The different versions of this song, her original recording, I think she was 2021, and now this the, the 2000 version, which which we're going to use, which it's the same song, the same singer, but you, you just hear in her voice all of that age, all of that experience, and it, it transforms the song. And yes, it's used brilliantly at the end, at the end of Afterlife. 
Um, won't spoil it, but no. I, was a, I was a wreck. <laughs> yeah, um, me too. You and I both. But I think this uh, this song, the orchestration of it, her voice, the sound of it. Sometimes I just sit at home playing it over and over and over again. I just find it's beautiful. It's just ethereal. I don't know how or why it connects so much, but it but it just does. It obviously does with producers of uh, telly and film because it has popped up. As I said, it was in Love Actually mm. as well. Very poignant moment yes, in that. Yes. Mandy, it's been a brilliant week. We all want to come and see the big production. Your first big production as musical director? It is my first big production as musical director, indeed. Isle of Man Choral Society, April the... April the 3rd, in the Royal Hall at the Villa Marina, 3pm. It's going to be an amazing, amazing afternoon. Thank you for all the singing. And now thank you for leading forward the Choral Society. And I'll see you very soon. See you soon. It's been a pleasure, Mark. Thank you. Maybe at a jazz club. Maybe. <laughs> That'd be exciting. Here's Joni Mitchell to wrap things off. The 2000 version. Both sides now. Rose and flowers of angel hair And ice cream castles in the air And feather cannons everywhere Looked at clouds that way But now they only block the sun They rain and they snow on everyone So many things I would have done But clouds guard in my way at clouds from both sides now from up and down and still somehow it's cloud illusions I recall I really don't know clouds and jewels and fairies wheels the dizzy dancing way that you feel as every fairy tale comes through I've looked at love that way but now it's just another show and you leave them laughing when you go And if you can, don't let them know Don't give yourself away I've looked at love from both sides now From give and take And still somehow Love's illusions that I recall I really don't know love I really don't know love at all
fears and feeling proud to say I love you right out loud. Dreams and spills and circus crowds. I've looked at life that way. Oh, but now, old friends, they're acting strange. And they shake their heads and they tell me that I've changed. Well, something's lost, but something's gained in living every day. I really don't know life at all. Don't know.